Welcome on into the Jazz Talk Podcast. I'm your host, CJ Deers. I know it's been quite a while since I've recorded an episode, and I apologize for that. Um, thing is, though, there just has not been much going on in the NBA. Um, <clears throat> Damian Lillard and James Harden waiting to be traded has kind of stalled out everything in the NBA. Um, there's still guys like Kelly Oubre and Christian Wood um, out there in free agency that I believe are just waiting to see where Lillard or Harden end up so they can go and join them or maybe take their place on their old team, uh, whatever it is. Um, so there's there's some stuff to get into with the Jazz here. Um, just There's just not a, a ton of news like there is, you know, usually around this time of year. Um, again, just because things have been slowed down. This happens, you know, every now and then, you know, every few years, there's always, a, there's a superstar that just stalls everything out while things are get are getting figured out. Um, Cause you know, the heat, if the heat end up trading for Lillard, they're going to be sending a bunch of players, a bunch of picks, everything. They're going to be down to just Adebayo, Butler and Lillard, and then a couple other role players, they're going to have to go out and sign a bunch of guys. And there's a bunch of guys in, in free agency. They're going to want to be part of this team. Um, but they have to know for sure that that's what's actually going to happen. Anyway, um, first thing I guess we should talk about with the jazz is right now, uh, the, the FIBA world cup, they are, starting to get ready for the tournament. Um, they haven't actually started playing tournament games yet. I, I, at least I believe so. I'm not keeping, a, you know, it's not like it's top of mind to me, but um, from what I've seen, they are playing exhibition type games right now. Um, Walker Kessler is playing for Team USA. Larry Markinen is playing for Team Finland. Uh, Jordan Clarkson is uh, playing for the Philippines. Um, Omar Yurtseven, who we'll get into in a minute, he's a new guy for the Jazz, is playing for Turkey. Um, Simone Fontecchio is playing for Italy. And I believe that is it. Yeah. I believe that's that's it, but that's oh, and Kelly Olynyk is playing for Canada, so that's you know the Jazz have a lot of representation um, in the FIBA World Cup. Um, so I I already brought him up, um, so let's get into it. The Jazz have added Omer Yurt Seven. Um, he is from Turkey. He played his college basketball at the University of Georgetown. Seven foot one, two hundred and seventy-five pounds. He is—he's huge. Um, He—he he is a an offensive-focused center. He likes to shoot hook shots. He likes to score from the mid-range. He can space it out to three a little bit. Um, he's a really good rebounder. Decently athletic. Defensive end, um, he does okay. Yeah, he's, he's big, he's long. He just doesn't have the greatest of instincts over there. 
but he does a good job of cleaning up the boards on the defensive end. And then also, um, you know, just using that big body to his advantage. Um, but he's coming in to be a backup center. I don't know if he's the backup center for the Jazz. Um, mostly I say that because Larry Markkinen can play backup center. Uh, John Collins can play backup center. Taylor Hendricks could probably play some backup center. Um, and so I don't know how many minutes would be available to year seven. Um, but the Jazz, they like him. Um, they gave him a two-year deal. Now that second year is un- is non-guaranteed. So if he comes in this, the first year and he's just not performing well, the Jazz can can move on from him and, you know, no harm, no foul. Um, <clears throat> but he's a, he's another one of these younger guys that the Jazz are just, they're going to take a chance on, see what they can do, see if they can uh, turn them into something special. If not, you know, you move on to the next one. Um, <clears throat> you know, the Jazz are doing the same with a guy like Luka Samanich, where it's like, hey, if he ends up being awesome, then we killed it and we did a great job by bringing him in. If he's just not an NBA player, then fine. That's okay. We can move on. And, you know, we really didn't spend that much. We didn't uh, really burn our – we didn't uh, use up any of our resources to get him really. Um, So that's what the Jazz are doing with Omar Year 7. The – Probably the biggest thing I wanted to talk about with this Jazz team today is the rotation. Um, This team has a lot of guys on it. A lot of guys. Um, The roster is full. Like the Jazz have their full 15-man roster. They have used all three two-way spots. Now there is... a good chance that the Jazz could be involved as a third team in a James Harden or a Damian Lillard or a Pascal Siakam trade or a Zach Levine trade or whoever. Um, they could be a third team in there where they move off of like a few guys to get one really good guy in return. For instance, they could move uh, like, you know, just throwing some names out here. They could send Kelly Olenek and Colin Sexton to the Trailblazers, so in return they get Tyler Hero from the from the Heat, or something something like that. Um, but as things stand right now, and if there's no changes, you know they go into the into training camp. They're they've got a lot of guys that deserve minutes on an NBA floor that may not be able to get minutes. They have three young rookies. Um, two of them that you think should immediately get some minutes um, as rookies that I just don't know if there's the time available to them. So let's let's look into this a little deeper. So there are five positions on the floor. There's 48 minutes a game. That add, that adds up to 240 total minutes per game. Four times or five. Five times 48, 240. Um, and this is something David Le- David Log talks about, is having a full 240 minutes of basketball 
where you have enough talent to fill out, you know, those minutes of basketball. Um, so let's let's start adding things up here. So let's say Walker Kessler is going to play 28 minutes a game. He may play 30, 32, but I'm going to say 28. He'll, he'll play 28. Lyre Markkinen plays 34. Okay, so now we're up to 62. Uh, John Collins plays... Let's go on the low side and say he also plays 28. So we're at 62, 90, 90 minutes already. Um, At the shooting guard position, uh, Jordan Clarkson also plays 34, just like Larry Markkinen. Um, So now we're up to 124 minutes. And at the point guard position, that's where things really get interesting. Because Keontae George killed it in Summer League. Chris Dunn is probably the best pure point guard on the roster. But Taylor Horton Tucker is a young guy that the Jazz really like and showed a lot in the last 20 games of the year. And then also you still have Colin Sexton, who, while not a pure point guard, is still a very, very valuable player and can put the ball in the hoop. Um, and also Ochai Agbaji, another, is a, who's a young guy that you are – trying to develop um, and build up let's let's for for today I mean this this could change whether whoever you ask let's say Ochaog Baji is actually the starting shooting guard and Jordan Clarkson is the starting point guard so Ochai let's put him also at 28 minutes just like um, Walker Kessler and John Collins so 28, um, so we're at 124 plus 28. We're at 152, 152 minutes. So for all the rest of the guys, we have 240 minus 152, which is 88. Yeah, we have 88 minutes left total for Kelly Olenek, Taylor Hendricks, uh, Colin Sexton, Taylor Horton Tucker, Omer Year 7, and then you got guys that are also going to be on the fringe that could possibly break their way into minutes too. Chris Dunn, Lucas Amanich, um, Simone Fontecchio, Johnny Juzang, um, who's one of their two-way guys. Um, am I forgetting anybody? I think that's it. Oh, and Bryce Sensabaugh, uh, one, of, one of the other rookies that they just drafted. Now, I believe he'll play most of the season in the G League. But So now we have 88 minutes left for all the rest of those positions. So, backup center. Um, let's say it is just Walker Kessler and Omer Year 7. Kessler used 28 minutes. You still have 20 more minutes left at center. So let's just give those all to Year 7. I, again, I'm imagining there will be a mix of Larry will get some minutes there, John Collins, Kelly Olenek. But anyway, we'll, just for the sake of simplicity, all your minutes to Year your 7. So there's another 20 minutes away. So now you're at 172 minutes at the backup power forward position. You have Kelly Olenek and Taylor Hendricks. You want to get the young guy, Hendricks, some minutes. 
you think, well, maybe he could play some time at the three. Well, maybe. So, they'll give all those minutes to Kelly Olenek. 20 more minutes. Now we're at 192 minutes. At the small forward, Larry's using 34. We'll give Taylor Hendricks the rest of the 14 that's there. Now we're at uh, 192, 100 and, or 200 and six. Back, uh, sh- shooting guard. Uh, we gave hit, uh, Oshai 28. I guess we'll call Colin Sexton that. 20 minutes to Colin Sexton. Does not seem like enough minutes for Colin Sexton, uh, but that's what he's got to take. And then at the point guard position, we have 14 minutes left for Taylor Horton Tucker. Does not seem like enough time for Taylor Horton Tucker. So now we're looking at this and we go, okay, Sexton and Horton Tucker are not getting enough time. We we would like for Taylor Hendricks to get some time, or yeah, Taylor Hendricks to get more time. So now we're going to steal some from year seven. Okay. We want Keontae George to get minutes. He looked great in summer league. Well, where, where are those minutes going to come from? We're going to steal them from Sexton. We're going to steal them from Horton Tucker, who only has 14 minutes. Are we going to have Jordan Clarkson or Ochai Agbaji play less time in the starting lineup? But then we start to look at it, and around the NBA, most people play nine-man rotations. Maybe they'll play ten, but usually it's nine. And usually that ninth guy is getting like eight to 12 minutes, somewhere around there. Um, Again, all of the the minutes I gave to the guys in the starting lineup were low numbers. Like, Walker Kessler could easily get 32 instead of 28. Same with John Collins. Clarkson and and, uh, Markinen could both be easily be closer to 40, 38, 40 minutes a game rather than the 34 that I put them at. Um, so this is, I think, the biggest issue that um, Will Hardy's got to look into this offseason. <clears throat> and as they head into the training camp, you know, another guy I didn't even uh, bring up was Chris Dunn. There's some people out there that believe Chris Dunn is going to be the starting point guard this year for the Jazz. That it'll be him and Clarkson in the backcourt. Well, now you got to find backup minutes for Agbaji, Taylor Horton Tucker, um, and Sexton, and maybe still find a way to get Keontae George onto the court. So, not that it's, it's not a bad issue to have, I guess. I mean, you have more talent than what you have minutes for, but you got to remember that these are, these are human beings. They're not just going to go, you know, they're not just going to say, Hey, I should be getting like 25 minutes a game in the NBA, but instead, because we have so many guys in my position, I'm getting 10 minutes. I'm okay with that. No, that's not that's not going to happen. You're going to have discontent in the locker room. And so that's why I kind of believe that the Jazz are going to be making a con- consolidation trade here before the season starts. 
um, where you put, you know, two, three, four guys together to go and get one guy, um, just to, to have some balance to this roster. Um, you know, I brought t- uh, Tyler Hero getting involved in the Heat Trailblazers trade. If that actually does happen, that would be a good pickup. If you could send out like Sexton, Olenek, Simone Fontecchio, and, you know, a first, now all of a sudden, you know, Olenek's minutes become open to a guy like Taylor Hendricks. And Sexton's minutes become open to a guy like Keontae George. Well, kind of, because now you have Hero in the mix, too, and he's got to take more minutes. But it's stuff, it's stuff like that that I think really has to happen for this this team to be cohesive going into the season. Um, you know, Kelly Olenek says he's he's fine being a barely playing any time off the bench type guy, but he started all of last year. And now, you know, we're talking about him being the guy that, you know, gets DNPs where he just doesn't play because we got to get minutes to the younger guys. I just, I don't see that going down well for, for the, for the locker room and for this team, you know, especially, you know, with Kelly Olenek being in a contract year, he's this, uh, this summer, he's going to be a free agent. It's probably his last opportunity to sign a bigger contract and get good, uh, you know, get a big contract, um, in his career. It's his, it's his last one. Um, because, you know, let's say he signs for three years after, after this year, he'll be 35, 36 at the end of that, that contract. I really don't think anybody's given him more than a minimum. So he's going to want to play. He's going to want to go out there and show what he can do. Um, same with a guy like Taylor Horton Tucker. He's going to be a free agent. He's going to want a lot of time on the floor to show what he can do and earn his next big contract. Um, so this is something I'm keeping a real close eye on um, for the Jazz as we head in later into the offseason and into training camp is are the Jazz going to be coming back with or coming in with the exact same team that they have today um, heading into the season and, you know, I I just don't know how they're going to make it work minutes-wise. I don't know how they're going to make the rotation work. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, I wanted to take a minute just to talk about Summer League. Um, some of the guys that really performed well there. Uh, <clears throat> you know, the Jazz drafted Keontae George 16th overall. And he destroyed the summer league. If he hadn't hurt his ankle, he probably would have ended up being summer league MVP. I think he took second in the voting still. Um, he was putting the ball in the basket. He was distributing. He looked fantastic. Uh, <clears throat> so, again, the Jazz are going to be looking for time for him on an NBA floor. Now, maybe because he's only 19 and he's a rookie, you can say, hey, we're going to keep you down in the G League for most of the year. And then, you know, as you continue to become more comfortable, 
we'll find you more NBA minutes. Um, <clears throat> neither Taylor Hendricks or Bryce Sensabaugh played in the summer league. Um, they're both rehabbing injuries, um, but both look like they'll be just fine and ready for training camp. Lucas, Lucas Simonich was awesome in the summer league. <clears throat> he is, you know, 6'11", 230, moves fantastic. He, you know, he moves like a deer. Um, he's aggressive. Hit the three-pointer was really falling down during uh, summer league. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I since the Jazz added him, I've been I've been calling him, you know, Larry Junior. because he is so much like Larry Markinen. You know, <clears throat> he's about an inch shorter, you know, a little bit lighter, but they have so such similar skill sets. Now, Larry is a much more proven shooter at this point, but Luca's. Luca's a really good player, and <clears throat> I would not be surprised if he is the primary backup small forward to Lowry by the time we get to the end of the season. That being said, he's a guy that, as the season gets started, I I just don't know where you fit him into the rotation. Um, let's see here. Ochai looked he looked good at times in the in the summer league. Um, he came into summer league in really good shape. Um, he's super athletic. He but he he showed that he can't be the number one guy. That's just not who he is. But he can be a great role player in this league, I believe. Um and then Johnny Juzang showed that he can be a go-to scorer coming off the bench. Um, was really able to put the ball in the basket during the summer league. Um, shot with a, a really good efficiency. And then the other guy that I wanted to talk about was Micah Potter. Um, I like Micah Potter. I, the Jazz like Micah Potter. He's a, he's a fighter. He works really, really hard. But he's kind of like... George Niang, where he's a great locker room guy, um, but does not have the natural genetics, does not have the natural athleticism. Everything that he's going to get in this league, he's going to have to work for. Um, and I, I just don't know if Micah Potter is ever going to be a full-on NBA player or if he's just going to be a really good G League player for a long, long time. Um, but if he can be like George Niang, he can find us a spot in rotation and be a valuable guy. Um, the Cavaliers just signed him to a, a really big, uh, contract way bigger than I expected. I think it was like a three year, 24 million. So like 8 million per year. That's more than what I expected George to get. Um, <clears throat> but he is a guy that Everything he's gotten in the NBA, he's had to work for. He's just not the same natural gifted athlete that most of these guys are in the league. Um, but the Jazz, uh, when they originally signed him, signed him to a two-year, two-way deal. So they believe in him. They think that he can he can develop and become a, a good player in this league. 
Um, but again, he looked really good in the summer league. I just don't know if he can ever look really good on an NBA floor. Um, but with that, I'm going to go ahead and end today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a great day and go Jazz.